0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Took a look down Westbound Road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler. I was tired of my own board. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power on.
1: Twelve hours out of Mackinac Mack- Mack- City. Save his fucking life. All right. Welcome everybody. This is Axe to Grind. I think this is an overtime episode where we're just going to get into the spiciest, I guess, overtime. what was the, uh, what was the actual requirement here, Bob? What, what, what did you put out in the world for people to respond with?
2: What was the Telling prompt? People, the prompt was anonymous questions, the questions you want to ask, but don't want your name on.
1: Oh okay,
2: so um, we you know and, and what ends up is you get a lot of spice. Now we also have some we have a good mixed bag, but yesterday I think it was sort of like the engine warming up. It was uh, it was just kind of things getting started. So today we're gonna get a few much hotter ones.
1: Oh okay, uh, we gonna get in trouble? Is there any how idiot shit does this get?
2: <laughs> oh oh we got full idiot shit. However. You know what we're really good at? Tom, what are we good at?
0: Dodging bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So dodging things
2: well. Yeah, we're going to dodge. We're going to address. Um, there's one that I am going to tiptoe through the tulips on. Mm. Um, but the rest time. we're going to bleep or hit. And, uh, and, you know, there's a couple we're going to square up with. So let's fucking do this. All right. Hit me. Uh, also, before we get into it, big shout out to all our sponsors to Live a Lie Records, Close Casket Activities, Run for Cover, Death Wish Inc. We love them. It's overtime. Please um, support these guys for supporting us. If it wasn't for them, we we definitely wouldn't be able to do overtime stuff. It allows us to do what we do, which I think helps people do what they do. And, yo, you know what? If it's a record, go get some records. If it's not records, get some gear. Uh, do that; that'll make us happy. And uh, yeah, enough said. Get a sweatshirt to sit around the house in. Yeah. yeah, man, be comfortable. It's a mixed temperature sweatshirt. It's a nice feel right now. They got sweatpants too.
1: I like that. Okay. You know, you know. Uh, if I go out on a on too far on a ledge, as as you caught before we started, I'm in a weird mood today. So if I if I if I if I get us in extra trouble, you just got to stop me.
2: I, yeah we will we'll get you um we'll go third eye blind on that Step thank back you. from that ledge my friend all right thank you <laughs> <sighs> um i'll hit these all together oh, do, 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 do. well there's there's two um they're kind of both sides of the coin i kind of assume the first is opinions on one life crew and then from someone else four questions later how the fuck was one life crew ever big <laughs> so we can do all Bitten. that let's let's sure. start. number big one is a very they were never yeah. correct yeah
1: we're all jumping on the same part of this at the same time no no no,
2: no. Um, <laughs> go in no was, i mean having been around for all of it
0: um i mean I never saw them in new york because they couldn't come here but um they uh they were never big they were infamous for like a summer or maybe it was Whatever it was, like that record yeah, came out, yeah. Yeah. and quite honestly, if you listen to the record, it's there's a there's definitely shitty stuff on there. They're, they're idiots. If, if I if I mean they've kind of bought into it since then.
2: But oh, there's I think there's some members who lean all the way in. Like Wayne Steve right? is definitely
0: like, oh look, it's funny. I'm a sh- like I'm like a Trump guy. Like he seems like a fucking moron, but like yes, th- that that you know if you're a hardcore kid and you put on that, like that intro, you're like, all right, I might like this. Then they get sketchy as fuck. Then they have a all about unity. Then they have stuff about not being racist. So I don't know what the fuck their deal is, but they were never big.
2: No, I don't know. I, I, I think during their active period, you, you definitely nailed it. They were much more notorious or infamous right. than yep. they were big. Um, that record didn't properly come out as the, the legend goes, you know, uh, Victory put it out, then there was some crazy bullshit that you can find. There's whole like YouTube videos about it from yeah, like Tony wrote a letter like yeah, kind of dismissing them. But, like,
0: my man, you don't listen to this record before you pressed it.
2: Nah. You know what? He might not have, but someone did, someone did. now, so, um, so all that said, um, and feel both of you if you want to expand even more, but they were never big that record was given this weird kind of like yo but but tracks you know and,
1: Yeah, i've been, and i've been hearing this nod. for decades
2: right and to yeah. be honest i went back and listened to it there's definitely some riffs like they've got some guitar oh, sure. stuff going on but tracks i it really it, it and maybe it's it just was built up i think that we're getting a one of those stews where there's some decent riffs. There's some stuff, but a lot of it's built on the fact that it's that. And these guys were like bad boys. Uh, So people kind of were brought to it.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I, I don't think it look, everybody in the sound of my voice that's ever listened to a single episode knows that if, if this was hot, I'd be fucking backing it to the hilt, but I revisited it not long ago this does not thrill me. I totally get where if you like that, cro- like that intersection of Clevo and New York, that this would like make sense to you, and you'd like it. But I don't think that this is anything. This is uh, maybe second rate, not great, or second rate, still great. I don't know. Like it's second it's fine, not too it's, great, yeah. It's second rate, not too great. It's it's not going to hurt you to listen to. I'll say that, uh, but it's uh, there's no reason to seek it out. And no, it was never big. It was just a thing people talked about. People love to talk about shit. Everybody. Uh, there was a, there was a demo that we all know that was fucking a thing that people talked about for fucking a summer. It just happens.
2: And and this one, if I, if we have to be real, the inflammatory nature of some of the lyrical content. Uh, maybe some of it is is real beliefs. Right. Well, oh, the trolling. Oh yeah.
0: Full so you know, like, oh, controlled. And it sucks now because like the newer version of that band there's two dudes in it that I I like.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know what I mean? And it's not Cleveland dudes, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Pennsylvania dudes that I'm like, "Oh, these guys are nice." <laughs> you know. So uh, that's
2: the opinions on One Life Crew in general. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's uh it's shock for shock's sake, you know what I mean? Like it's the equivalent of being like, "Man, you know Fox News sucks, but that one program brings some fire. It's got some interesting <laughs> opinions. You know,
0: right? I'm reading it now. Apparently, the the story that Victory gave was that they broke up. They uh, they dropped them from the label after that big fight at the Cleveland Hardcore Fest.
2: Yes, which is like mm. YouTube
0: like lore. Pat, yep. you seen that, right? Yep. Um, Victory's stance remains that they do not condone violence. Victory Records had 1,000 postcards printed explaining their decision and mailed them out to their customers. Allegedly, all remaining copies of Crime-Ridden Society a Cassette, CD, and Vinyl were destroyed, making it a very sought-after album in collector's circles.
1: Oh, okay, one way to put it.
0: Yeah.
2: Hmm, okay. All right, um, here's the one that we're going to not touch, but we'll talk about this. Is blank, 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 a sex offender? <laughs> folks Whoa.
1: you know you know what i'll just go with yes because uh, all the information provided was so clear
2: yeah um this one you know <laughs> we got an email very early on and it was very impassioned and we do our best to respond to all the emails and all that fun shit but they were like hey this blank person from a band from the past 40 years uh I heard bad things about him. Blah blah blah. I don't know how to feel, and it was real impassioned. Like it was, it was. I could tell the person it like was, was thinking earnest. about it and going yeah. through a thing. Yeah, they were going through a thing, and I said, "Look, <clears throat> this is not my place." And this is one. Most of the emails I throw all three names on, but when it comes to emails like this, I throw my name on because I don't want to sign your guys' names on shit like this. Um, but I said, "Look, I don't want to tell you." what to think. And I certainly don't believe you should just think, believe everything you hear. However, with this specific case, there's a lot of information that circulates out there and you can read and you can think about it and you can choose for yourself what, how you feel. Um, and the only thing I can really say beyond ugh, look at stuff yourself, think for yourself is we we don't have actual information on a lot of this stuff, and it's where it gets to be in this the the ugly side of lore and gossip and like hearsay, and you know ain't nobody's job on this podcast to speculate in that way. Yeah,
1: no, I I, I jumped out for a dude that I do not know on any level, and if I'm gonna fancy a guess, we all we all have a negative feeling on. But I jumped out the other day because, <clears throat> in a in an insta live that I was doing, the person I was doing it with was talking real loose about uh, somebody that I wasn't there. I wasn't there, and neither was he. And so while I was quick to say, "Look, I don't have any stock in this person that we're talking about. I don't know this person. I don't, based on what I've heard, I don't care to know this person." But It's important for me to say, not for legal reasons, uh, you know, fuck it, but, like, it's important for me to say, uh, yo, if if I stacked up all the shit that I ever heard about every single living fucking person that's been around for more than fucking five years in hardcore, it would go to the moon. I could fucking ride it to the moon. It's just... And look, to some of you, that's going to mean wow. Every single person in hardcore is a, is a uh, sex predator or some shit. Maybe, but I think more likely, I think more likely is that y- when you're in a closed community, people mm-hmm. can get get mad, vengeful. You might remember from high school that weirdly, all the girls that uh, slept with other girls' boyfriends suddenly had herpes. Uh, every the rumor was always that girl's got herpes. Who do you think was saying that? You, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's somebody that was angry about something else. So I don't know what the fucking rumors are there, but what I'm saying is the pretty you girls in high school. Yeah, that's true. I uh, could probably guess the, the pretty girls in high school all had rumors on them. All of them. And do I think now that I'm a fucking adult, do I think that those rumors were true? No, I think that a lot of those rumors were fucking vicious bullshit that somebody fucking laid at somebody else's fucking feet for no good reason other than being mad. So when you're in these like kind of like very insular closed communities, uh, sometimes, uh, firstly, there's a game of telephone. And secondly, sometimes people say a thing out of anger or they say a thing, blah, blah, blah. And it takes on a life of its own. Uh, so I'm always quick to tell the story. There's a guy I know that's got brain damage from a thing that was not was provably not true, and now he walks around with brain damage. And I, I if you don't think that colors my opinion of how we should all be talking about each other, you're out of your fucking mind.
2: Uh preach. Um yeah, let's 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 keep that energy, folks. Would you rather be stuck on an island with a banger EP or a lot of mediocre LPs?
1: <laughs> Give me the banger.
2: A four yeah. song. A four song.
1: That's a long time to be on that fucking island with four songs. That's but I'll what say, I'm
2: saying.
0: <laughs> but uh, but uh, you uh, can uh, hear like any uh, out every day. <sighs> You're only going to listen to the four good songs in the LP
2: anyway. Well, there's yeah, a lot true. of mediocre LPs. Oh, so you only get to have one banger. One EP. Like, let's say, like, the Negative Approach 7-inch, or... Like, 30 decent. 30, 30 mediocre. So we'll say fives, you know, five of ten records. I mean, that's most. Right. And, and they, you know, if you do the pure math and say a mediocre record has one good song, well, I'm getting 30 over ten. No,
0: that makes sense. I would probably go LPs now that I'm thinking about it.
1: I'm still going EP. Hopefully, those four songs uh, are so great that I can uh, pick those apart and and think about those. I think that there might be something discouraging about being uh, 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 totally isolated with one. nothing but
2: mediocrity. Yeah. How <laughs> long? How long in isolation does mediocrity become not that bad? How long have we been locked yeah, in? The- <laughs> that's the, yeah, the huck. stuck on an island. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's thirty the- days. Um, stuck on an island. Let's say it's, we'll say it's not full on castaway, but it's going to be 18 months.
1: Mm. I'm going to go, uh, I'm still going the EP and I'm still saying, uh, th- but as regarding, like, if I had a year of isolation. Uh, maybe the more content would just, maybe my brain needs the stimulation. I'm just thinking of very mediocre. I don't want to use any names. I'm thinking of very mediocre, hardcore (laughs) LPs from from the last two years. And if I had to listen to them, I bet I'd get fucking mad. You know what I mean? I bet I'd be like, wow, this band really blew it, uh, starting with track five. You know what I mean? This just all fellas shit.
2: Yeah, the Axe Grind episodes when you got back from the uh, islands, they would be vitriolous. (laughs) (laughs) Big mad. Big mad. All right. Are there any joke songs that aren't the worst song on a record? No. Um, you read? I was going to say Murphy's Law, but do they have any songs that are straight serious? Yeah, they kind of do. Yeah,
1: they do. Kind of, but I but I think that if you've got like four joke songs on a record, it's no longer the joke song.
2: Oh, um, is Lady of the Lake on the second DYSLP? No, I think that's on Brotherhood. Do you know what I'm talking about, guys? Yeah. So, I don't pa- Pat, know. if you're not familiar, um, there's a weird on DYS Brotherhood. I believe it's on Brotherhood. They do a whole kind of like towards the end of it, like the lady of the lake. And there's a weird fake accent. And it's basically talking about drawing Excalibur um, in a spoken word form. Uh, mm. it's, really, uh, it's really, I guess it's a joke. But that, that probably is the worst song. If it was on, if it was on the second LP, it would definitely not be the worst song. So, <laughs> man, that's tough. Um, typically, the joke song is the worst song on the LP. Sure, De- yeah. Descendants, straight up, like. Skewer records for me because I'm like, oh, this is a cool song. This is a cool song. Oh, it's the fart song. Oh. Yeah, I hate the like Enjoy or, or any of those. Van? Yeah. But yeah. That? Yo, the record Enjoy is excellent. It's like really good, right. but it's got. Song Enjoy?
0: No, I'm hard pass.
2: Yeah, hard pass. So um, if there's anyone who thinks a hardcore band's jokes Okay, like, okay, here's an example. And and i think that most people are in this floor punch let it ride not fully a joke song
0: no lighthearted
2: but, yeah significantly the most lighthearted song in their catalog and one of their bigger live songs and probably a lot of people's favorite song off the record i know that i know multiple people who, people who say that's their favorite song so that might that's
0: definitely their most popular song like if you say floor punch to somebody
2: yeah. If it's they're that not, or like, it's clear, man. it's like intro or clear. You know what I mean? Right. If go like they'll
0: be like going AC Saturday night. Everyone knows that.
2: Yep. Yep. So there's your answer. Let It Ride uh, is not the worst song on the record. So, all right. This is a tough one. So let's all take it kind of serious. <coughs> Why do people like Earth Crisis? Uh, let me answer first. I'm
1: not going val- to validate me, this nonsense.
2: No, you got to take it earnestly you are a fan as a non-fan they essentially were a movement whether you like their music or not there were people whose entire basis in hardcore comes right off the back of earth crisis Um, they changed a lot of perspectives on like straight edge veganism that stuff for sure Brought it to a much larger space, but also musically uh, certainly pushed the genre into a different space and a place where more metallic leanings weren't just like kind of like this byproduct, but also something that became an entryway. Like, I have a feeling there were people who Earth Crisis became an uh, uh, entry drug from metal in the mid-90s. For sure. In a way that like the New Age catalog just couldn't have done.
0: Sure. I mean, think, well, number one, you can get an impossible burger at Burger King because of Earth Crisis.
2: There's (laughs) a true
0: line that is demonstrably true that you can go into your local Wegmans and and there's four freezers full of vegan stuff demonstrably because of Earth Crisis and because of Hardcore Kids in general. I think if you think like, you know, say from like 94 to like 99, Earth Crisis was the standard, and then the bands like Floor Punch and in my eyes were like the outliers almost for a minute.
2: That's not, yeah, I don't, yeah, you know what what I mean. Like how crazy hardcore hardcore wasn't the usual.
0: Like, like I remember when those bands first started. Like, you know, even Ten Yard Fight before that, like it was kind of like, oh shit, like a throwback.
2: Like that was not standard. Here's the old school bands. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I mean they would play with other they would play with all these other bands, but like for a while earth is a style of music. It's kind of like that, that was hardcore and everything else is sort of like bouncing off of it.
2: And, and, and I if think, you want the, the yeah. late nineties youth crew kind of thing, all the floor punch, all more straightforward stuff mm-hmm. is a reaction to earth. Yeah, oh, oh, sure. yeah, of course. And I think, um,
0: you know, it's all out war. Fanboys like Patrick and I love it just because we love it. Firestorm is a kind of a game changer in terms of sound and everything. But like, Destroy the Machines is a legitimately like great heavy record. Like Firestorm is not a fucking, it's a classic, but it's not anything insane. But like, I feel like Destroy the Machines is really a game like a like a a standout record for heavy music.
1: Yeah, I, I would say that if this person, I don't know who, obviously it's anonymous, but if uh, if this person uh, values uh, integrity but not Earth Crisis, uh, I would I would tell them to expand their palette a, a little bit. And if they're being turned off by kind of all the bullshit around Earth Crisis, then I, I get that. But there is music underneath. So regarding the music, which uh, everything that both of you all said is true about a movement and... Uh, how it's influenced lives. And, but that, that might not matter to a 22 year old now where all of his friends were born vegan. And, uh, none of the, none of this really resonates veganism. Like I said, like, you know, all the respect in the world to sect, but I'm the only fucking person who cares. You know what I mean? Like it's like veganism is not a fucking hot button issue. It doesn't, it doesn't light those fucking fires right now. And in part because of earth crisis and, and, because they've been around forever. But I'm going to say that even if you just boil it down to the music, um, I think it is a mistake as some people do to listen to earth crisis and say, this is metal for idiots and dismiss it. I think it's fine to say this is metal for idiots because you're not wrong, but I think it's wrong to dismiss it because then you are tossing the baby out with the bathwater and you're throwing away, other great music. Like Tom, Tom, gets big mad at me when, whenever I say, uh, uh, uh fuck who've, who've I shit on Tom? Who, who uh, uh, undertow. Undertow. uh, so, so I describe undertow as being able to be played by a lobster and, uh, it, and it's, Tom gets mad at me because we both really love the band, but, uh, I sound like I'm shitting on them, but yo undertow is not clever. It's just great at what it is, and sometimes that's all there is to it. you know what I mean so earth crisis yeah. i would never i I would never try to convince somebody that earth crisis are are uh, brilliant players or, or, or the cleverest musicians who ever walked the earth, but I would say that at their best, they had a chemistry that fully worked, and they caught a moment that was meaningful
2: yeah. And and I mean I can opine and talk about their music and and what I think of as their failings with it. However, there's no denying that not only were they meaningful and impactful, but their music was something that caught with a lot of people and stuck with a lot of people, and is continued to. Like this isn't something where it was like, oh yeah, people who saw them in '95 still still vouch for it. It's like, no, there's there's people who weren't born till seven years later who were fucking with Earth Crisis. So. For sure. All right. This is a this is another one where let's all take a deep breath because I think it's interesting. Is Inside Out that good, or does the lore of having one EP affect people's perception? Both. Um, but yeah, both. Totally. But totally. F-
1: f- fully. Uh, if they put out uh, an LP, it might stink, and then we might. Not feel as strongly about the band in general, we might just feel strongly about the EP, but because the output is so uh, uh limited, uh, we have nothing but good feelings, <laughs> you know, <what> I mean? <laughs> nothing but good feelings. So, uh,
2: yeah, both. Oh, we're talking about inside out California, Shit. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah no, not the inside out of New York, you shot the <laughs> baddest yeah. balls? Um, no, uh, everything Patrick said exactly, um, and what Tom said, both, it's it's both, uh, they are. Like so many things, the myth is so much better than the reality. Who knows what an inside out LP would sound like? Could be really cool. We've talked about it on here before. Could have sucked. <laughs> they could have waited a year too long. Um, the songs just couldn't have been as good. They might have tried to take a different direction. But that EP, man, all the news that's fit to print is fucking great. <laughs> when you, when's the last time either of you revisited the inside out seven inch, the EP probably about a month ago,
1: longer nice. for me, maybe three months.
0: I mean, still it's a 30 year old record that we've listened to in the last three right. months. Yeah. Yeah that's, yeah. that's a good I've point.
2: Certainly, I've certainly listened to it in the last six months, at least. Um, there's still stuff that I really, I, when I listen to it, I pick up on things and, and really like. So I think that's a good Testament. So, you know, six songs or whatever it is, I guess, including whatever the, the CD tracks. Yeah. Um, they're doing really cool stuff. And <clears throat> the lore of it, all that is neat. I think there's a lot of people who are drawn to the Zach part, but I also think it, it's a really influential Sonic record for hardcore. So 100%. Okay. <clears throat> is it true Kev 1 from Bulldoze bludgeoned a dude to death at CBGB's <laughs> with a mic stand. Um what? I don't know, but I don't think so.
1: I think we would think have heard either. more of that.
2: I've wow. heard a good handful of Kev One stories. I saw that gentleman do things that were both very visually uh Shocking, striking. yes, compelling, striking, uh, any of that. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't think he bludgeoned a dude to death at CBGB's with a mic stand, no, at least not That's, during also, that, operating hours.
1: That would be a hard conspiracy to keep under wraps. <laughs> I've, I've seen, uh,
0: yeah, I think Billy might have been a little mad, they've canceled shows for less.
1: Yeah, I've seen people very seriously hurt at shows, and the perpetrator, of course, uh, nobody saw nothing. But I think when we get to murder, I I (laughs) I think something would have emerged by now.
2: Murder by Mike Stand? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I told you. We get a little spice mixed in here. Uh, Yeah, I don't love those though. Yeah, no.
0: Like,
2: I'm not trying to put anybody on plastic. No, no. Let let me take the heat. Um, Favorite youth attack band. Um, We're going to do a little youth attack activity. Um, I'm going to run through their discography stuff. Not all of it. There's an awful lot of the stuff that I can bring to mind. And if you have a feeling, positive or negative, say it. Um, Charles Bronson. Pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool and, you know, not quite one life crew in the style of like they were more infamous than they were big. But musically, it's fun. It did the thing. Patrick, meh.
1: Uh, do, I don't think it holds up very well.
2: Sure. Uh, aerosols. Never. Uh,
1: it's got a lot of fans. People like it.
2: Um, the Bad Form. Do, did either of you catch this band? Not a clue. Okay, the bad form, I'll, I'll go 30 seconds on this, <clears throat> featured a guy from North Jersey, Avi, who was a good friend who paid me a floor punch on gold to drive his car across the country in 2002. and mm. um, wrote me a really good letter with it, so that was cool. Shout out, Avi. The 7-inch that <clears throat> they did, they were kind of like going for this weird, what if the MC5 were a punk band with hardcore tendencies in two thousand one, um, the record. Good. That, I'll tell you this: the record that um, Youth Attack put out is fine. They did a live on WSOU set that is fucking brilliant and awesome. Like I mean mm. this in all sincerity, it's one of the things that I. Where can I find you know, that? It's on the SOU site on the archive where you can find wow. all of the live sets. I'll, I'll link you. It is fucking great it's got this like fervent energy and aggression where it's like at this point these dudes live uh ripping the balls off people like these are the band this is a band who had kind of (sighs) jangle but aggressive jangle and like like I know the description MC5 done by punk dudes in 2001 punk and hardcore dudes it's not what you might think it is it's so much more aggressive and cool um, Virgin Megahore doesn't do shit for me. Holy Molar doesn't do never shit, did for shit for me. Yeah, nope. Uh, Charm City Suicides an actually good live band, but the recordings never did shit for me. Um, the don't, Oath
1: don't recall them at all. Oathwork, yeah, uh, the
2: other- Oath were cool.
1: yeah, the, the, yeah. The Oath were not bad.
2: Live uh, experience at the time. Yep. The Repos. Um, was that a that's Tony Herb abandoned. No, repos uh, were Chicago guys, Cleveland. No, that's uh, yeah. H-100. H100s, yes. The uh, repos are a few years later. Um, a lot of love, people, a lot of love for them. I yeah. haven't revisited at the time they were hot. Um, I'm trying to skip through here. N- nat- nasty skins with the Z, meh. Um, wow. Surf Nazis must die. There's people who really fuck with that. Mm-mm-mm. Man, there's a lot. There's a lot. I'm, yeah, I'm halfway through here. Um, Salvation from Philly actually pretty good. Uh, okay, here is we that go. The, Cult ritual failure. Is is Salvation that the one? No, Salvation was uh, Kyle Kimball, who was in Let Down, Let Down, and Mother of Mercy, and now is in Nothing in Night Sins.
1: Oh right, so, sure.
2: It's pretty good. Um, cult ritual, hallow, um, vile gash. Here's where we're getting into the thing. Nazi dust, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nazi dust, squirm, raw We're full, veins. full,
1: full, lo- full loft punk era,
2: right? Um, and there's of this stuff. I fucked with salvation. I've gone back and listened to hoax and it's pretty good. Like it's actually pretty stands up pretty well. Um, but there's a lot of this stuff that either was just lost on me or I just didn't vibe on. Squirm, for example, musically, it was cool, but I saw him live, ironically enough, at 538 Johnson or whatever it is, um, and was not feeling the vibe. <laughs> um so like There's that, but there's, but on the other side, okay. And they're more modern stuff, civilized. I really like that record. Cadaver dog. A lot of this stuff that he's doing out of Denver right now is awesome. City Hunter was cool. Um, There's that mid era where I think it's the jump on point for so many people that just doesn't throw me.
1: Yeah. It's the jump off the building uh, era for Patrick.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'll beat you to the ground.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, well, this is interesting. Made some big mistakes. Can you recommend bands or albums with themes of regret and growth? Cool. Uh,
1: um I don't Blacklist. know about albums. Yeah, Blacklisted. Uh here's one that I think uh Blacklisted does regret very well. Um yes. Here's one that I think doesn't get the credit it deserves, but Slapshot uh, I made I think the that there mistake. is a, it made the same mistake. It, it, there's but there's a there's a few and even there's late a there's some yeah there's some late era slap shot for anybody that um I I I know that I'm like on one with slap shot and I talk about it too much but like there the part of the reason that I love both blacklisted and slap shot is because th- after uh, heavier than heaven there's no mistaking blacklisted as a thing where you should listen to the lyrics and that there is more going on here, but Slapshot, many people just kind of have a surface read of and, and have always had a surface read of, but it doesn't take much digging to get into how Slapshot is really like one man's 35 year journey uh, through who he is. And he's not always in love with himself. And, and it's uh, it's really like there's not great records, but but it's really a ride, and regret factors strongly in a lot of these fucking records. So I would I would urge uh, everybody to check out, uh, j- you know, just uh, pick any slapshot record uh, after the cocky young young period, and you're gonna find some
0: uh, oh, like yeah. oh,
1: I, I could have done I could have done that better, you know.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> guys here doing a uh, 35th anniversary two days in Boston.
2: Yeah. Is that true? In September. September.
0: It's an anniversary tour in September. 19th. We're having shows. Yeah, 18th and 19th or 19th, 20th. Yep, something like that. Wow, did I, yeah. gu- did I
1: guess right at 35 years? Wow. Um, yeah.
0: Good job. Uh, uh, I if, I'm not also, on tour,
1: if I'm not on tour, I would go to that for sure.
2: Um, no one's going to be on tour, so you can definitely go to that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Tom, go. Fiddlehead. Oh, yeah, okay. Good that's one. a growth record. Mm-hmm. A lot of loss in there. Yeah. Um I would also say there's a couple fragments this like what is your goal what are you feeling are you are you trying to like like submerge yourself in this and then kind of like free yourself uh, I might I might suggest there's a reflection reflectiveness in the both the embrace and rights of spring records um embrace particularly because I think I mean
0: that's for the younger person.
2: Well, it may. It just depends on what lean they are. We don't know, but because sure. the other side of what I'm going to say is, if you're really, or if you're you're going a different way, and you just want to like get your fucking feet under you, heat uh, breed perseverance. You know, that's oh. that's more on the growth side, but uh, growth. motivational. You know, like just just get your ass in gear. Um, and I know those are kind of big pendulums, but but there's a lot of interesting look at. Like the idea of regret and and what people the like that might be one of the lyrical strong suits of a lot of good hardcore records um, when they can kind of look at that and go man I fucked up but uh, but I got back up you know that mm. looks out
0: the window you got it
2: all right oh
0: God you think it? does it a lot and we don't catch them half the time I do. Do we catch? Do I catch the most? You of catch time? a lot
2: of them. You both catch them a lot, um, yeah, yeah. but but I do I do it quite a bit. There's a lot of weird ones, so uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll do a count at some point. Um, He's doing like a,
0: like our a cred check. He's like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, because because I know it's more like uh, it's the same way. I, I think all three of us do that shit a little bit. It's sort of um, Easter egg. Yeah, uh, you know, a wink and a nod, in the land that we stand on is ours. You know what I mean. Mm. Um, what's up? <laughs> this is a tough one. And you can check the time if you'd like. Uh, what's up with Dwid being listed as the biological father to blank son on Wikipedia? I'm gonna I I blank that.
1: Is that on Wikipedia?
2: Apparently so.
1: Okay, so somebody here's take the that thing. down.
2: That's nobody's yeah. business. It's disrespectful, is what it is. And it's, so, sure. I mean, and it's just straight not true. Um Yeah, I mean
0: it's Rick to life. Saying stupid shit and people think it's funny, yeah. Because the subject, who is the also, actual biological father, people like to make fun of,
2: yeah, yeah. But he's got,
0: he's got a lot of friends that break your skull, so I don't know if I would necessarily do that. Well, it's yeah, like just
2: Just on a level here, this is—it's like um, I think it's disrespectful to, to all parties involved, uh, most particularly the mother here. Um, and it's sort of one of the uglier sides of things that you get in hardcore, where where it's like, yo, it's it it might be games to you, but um, this isn't a game to me, you know, uh, and and I don't I don't know. I just think that's it's it crosses a line there. So if you're one of those dudes, I, you know, I don't know. I, I would recommend going on Discogs and just changing people's pictures to funny shit instead of like right, things right. that could actually hurt someone. Yeah. Like really. Right.
1: Well, the, the the flip side
0: is. Time, uh, by the way, before you start, am I still on your?
1: No, you're you're not. I, I think we're gonna let you ride though because last time it, it, you were recording the full time regardless. Um, so I, okay. I think we're gonna let you. I think we're gonna let you ride. Um, the the unless it says like, hey, you're kicked the fuck out. Um, no, just a
0: little connection to server, but I'm still there and I can yeah, see okay. my stuff.
1: So, uh, he, here's the thing. Also. If it was true, respect to that man. That's all I have to say about it.
2: PK always sleeping in the van. What if it's hot or cold? Does he bring girls back to the van? Um, <laughs> Pat, you want to? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, what are we talking about?
1: Uh, uh, what um, if it's hot or cold? Uh, if it's uh, hot, hot's I love not it. a
2: problem uh, for you at all. Yeah, yeah at all,
1: at all. Um, uh, if it's cold, uh, I I will occasionally. If it's freezing, freezing, I will uh, occasionally sleep indoors. Um, but uh, for the most part, I just uh, stack a bunch of clothes on my or a bunch of uh, blankets on myself, a sleeping bag. And uh, maybe I wake up twice in the night, think, "Damn, I'm cold. Oh, I guess I'll use this as an opportunity to piss. And then once I'm tired, there's not much keeping me awake. You know what I mean? So uh, we're gonna power through being uh, being cold and get some rest. so uh, and regarding bringing girls back, look, I know that like I know that there's plenty of men and women who have had a lot of sex in a lot of vans. Uh, I don't know shit about that. <laughs> Nobody ever hit me and said, nobody ever hit me and said, you're so damn attractive. Wish that you would just take me now in this van that smells like shit. You know what I mean? Nobody ever said that to me.
2: Not the best experience.
1: First, look, Uh, I'm sure there's people that are way into it, but uh, but not my crowd.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think there are people super into it. Not the metalcore crowd too, by the way, just FYI. I don't okay. – no band have I gone on tour with. And it's not like I've been out on tour for a million years. There's certainly a lot of road dogs. But the Bonin and tour van thing is a lot more bluster than it is uh, fact. So, sure. And, and I mean, look, <clears throat> there was more than one tour I was on in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, whenever, where, boy – those text messages were saucy and there was a lot of of text message act, action trying to trying to go down but that resulted to like maybe like a hey how's it going at the show and all the day mean, whatever like it's cool
1: yo but kids kids are different now do, do you know what trade is
2: no trade? i just
1: learned yeah, trade, uh, like like you know like rough trade or trade whatever uh, the, the the like the, the word trade as in uh, you know the, we're trading spice for uh, whatever. But uh, the so I just learned this uh, like the girls in New York that are like real spicy w- like if they're just having a Tinder date over for sex they call that dude trade. They'll just be like uh, they'll to the roommates they'll say is it cool if I have somebody over tonight and they'll be like sure is it should we clean up or i will be like no, no no it's just tinder trade he'll be out by the morning or, or, or it's just skater skater trade you know what i mean so like <laughs> kids are kids are different now man
2: ah, fuck with it that's cool good for them
1: they shouldn't be so hung up i'm glad somebody's uh, having sex good for them
2: yeah exactly uh will bleep ever get canceled is threatening teens with a gun not enough Again, not going to use the name. I don't know this story. <laughs> Maybe why. Um, uh, <laughs>
1: all
2: right, let's start with a big one. Do you think you should threaten teens with a gun? No. If it's a
1: good story, fuck it.
2: Uh, will that person ever get canceled? Um, you know, I don't know. Are, are we going to get threatened with a gun if we talk about it too much? Hard pass. Let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um,
0: these questions
2: are just, there's there. Yeah. There's, we're getting some fun. we got some funny ones coming up. I like this. You get the funny ones
0: and not ones that I'm going to have to like, watch
2: uh, well, they're bleep, the bleep, the bleep. Um, that one, I want to give the person extra credit because they, they had, they had the, uh, Oh, let me start a Instagram account so I can ask this question level.
1: Oh, wow. Really, really wow. in the spirit of anonymity.
2: Yeah. So, Hey, bless up. Um, what got the singer Hold, hold on, Hold on. Yep.
1: Because I'm in a mood, can I say something? Of course. Uh, not to get aggressive or tough here, uh, I'm not trying to be gendered here, but if you are a grown man that starts fake accounts <laughs> – y- like 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 look like there's cultural differences i i t- like i know a lot of young women that got fake they are not fake they call them finstas, finstas you know what i mean like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 like but like if you're a dude that creates fake accounts for the purpose of like trolling or whatever like you wack, I, I, wack. how do where do how do i go uh, guys how do i touch on this without sounding like a, a caveman that thinks that like uh how do i get out of the mas- the prison of masculinity but still call somebody a pussy how do i do that right now
2: i grow the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah grow the you're, fuck up. Your immaturity is showing. Um, yeah. People who can have finstas, uh, the previously discussed, and um, if you're a famous athlete or celebrity and you need to have something. Oh, yeah. That, I'm like, all right with it. Kevin Durant. Yeah, KD, we all good. Yeah. Um, what got the singer from verse excommunicated from the scene? Um, I don't think that's a fair question. Don't think he was. Don't think they were. Let me put mm-hmm. it that way. Um, no. No.
0: I mean, it wasn't like a straight
2: edge thing or something, was it? No, nah, dude, stop being straight edge, you know. Um, yeah, but, I mean. But I don't think they were. Ex- I think it's overstated. Yeah, I think, I think that's think there's, there's a lot of fishing for stuff. And if you want to fish for things, um, you can find a lake. But uh, nothing, right. nothing. Nothing that's – we'll get into stuff that's on paper later. So, Oh, boy. What's the line between one scene unity and economic monopoly? wow I, I so is this I, what? talking about the "come and correct record um mm. <laughs> <laughs> one scene unity so i see that a lot i think that's just you know um i feel 1000 years too old for everything when i see sloganeering in hardcore now but i have to remind myself i center myself and go yo like i definitely wore Many shows had something yeah. on, it. yeah, and I think that's sloganeering. Um, the idea of anybody trying to promote, like, "Hey, let's let's try to work together. Let's try to build stuff." Lincoln Build Fam, etc. Uh, it's all good. Uh, now, economic monopoly. I don't know if that's sort of a uh, tr- nodding at people not allowing other people to book shows or do bands or, or do a label. I don't, I don't know what that would mean, you know, but my feeling on that is that people should be able to do what they're going to do in the healthiest version of, of hardcore or punk or whatever the fuck is one where many things can happen in different ways and by different people. If they can work in concert, cool you know like nobody I don't get the vibe that many people really want to step on toes especially when it can hurt their bottom line um, but if, if someone's actively out there trying to like monopolize something uh, I think that's um, uh, poorly thought out
1: yeah I, I, uh, I don't know exactly what this person's driving at it sounds like a pr- like a local promoter beef that i don't have much say on
0: right this is like they're trying uh, like why, why don't you just say exactly what you're asking us and then we'll tell you like
2: yo whenever i gotta
0: get an idea of where the slogan's coming from and yeah what that other thing means
2: but i i um i feel like kramer on that episode of seinfeld when he's being mr Morgan. why don't you just
0: tell me the name of the movie you'd like to see exactly how oh. good <laughs>
2: is that moment i love that moment Why don't you just tell me the name of the movie you'd like to say? Pranod Girl. (laughs) Playing at 7 o'clock. Who is the biggest poser band in hardcore? This is the energy I wanted. (laughs) Biggest poser band in (laughs) hardcore. Like, okay, are we we being asked, is this the biggest group of posers in a band? Is this the biggest, like band who's popular to posers, I don't uh, you know.
1: Oh well, that, well that's a good that's a good distinction. I mean
2: yeah. because I feel like it's kinda hard to delineate like you
0: know like hey this band that I don't think much of like I don't know your fucking hardcore bon- bona fide
2: like sure you could every
0: fucking hardcore how do I know like
2: or like who the biggest I, I, I do who, I'm this is all anonymous. The person who wrote that in if you wrote it in for laughs kudos. Well, But that's the kind of question that I I really remember the idea in being a 17 or 18 year old and be like, yo, they're a bunch of fucking posers, you know? And it's like.
0: I I think some of the bigger, like, hardcore bands bring in front are, you know, like. Sure. I feel like the last. I went to go see Sickle All and AF at uh, the Kingsland in Brooklyn. Yeah. And I felt like they were great. And, you know, like, I knew, like, but, like, at a hardcore show in Brooklyn and there's 300 people there, I didn't know, like, 75% of them. Yeah. And I was like, these Uh, people are all posers that only come to these types of shows.
1: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Out there.
2: Yes, hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together, we host None But The Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen.
1: Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time
0: in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes.
2: We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nemo the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road.
1: Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you.
0: Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce.
2: And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB
0: Like wouldn't you know? I I saw a Mindforce there a week later, and not a lot
1: of people there. No crossover. Yeah, yeah.
2: I feel like uh, if you were a band who embraced the poser band title, um, you'd probably do quite well. Like we we talk about hardcore adjacent and all that. Um, There's probably a time and a a lineage of people who would call that shit poser shit because of the people it attracts, etc. But one person's poser is another's new fan, and or you know somebody who's more diverse in their musical taste. That's one of the bright sides to me of hardcore post two thousand ten. Probably is that the diversity in sound and the diversity in one person's uh, musical collection is is more significant than than I remember it uh, being younger. You know, and I think that's a good thing. Sure,
0: Papa Roach. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs>
2: okay, well, the, right. that, universal. Uh, I don't like Elvis. Oh, wow. Well, the hero, the most. Mm. All right, in photos from the last Youth of Today tour, Ray was X'd up. I, nah, or meh. Uh,
1: what's the premise here? I don't know. Or that he's this 58-year-old man that's... What's ex- what's the what's, the, what's the angle? Oh, here?
2: that's right. He, yeah, they're talking about the last tour, like this recent... Like recently. in March or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, um, <laughs> uh, uh, it, it made the photos more interesting for 14 seconds. Um,
0: I mean, it's funny, because like, I know he's had a sordid past with his straight-edgeness. Right. So, like... I'll be completely fucking transparent. One, I forget what show it was, but I went to go see Underdog. Yeah. And Richie X'd up. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. Oh, that's cool. Because this dude's still fucking straight edge, and he always was. Like, Civ was always straight. Like, like to a point, it's kind of like, ah, this is fucking cool. As my, I love Shelter, and I love Youth Today. But sometimes it feels a little cosplay.
2: Hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah! Here's my quick question for you: Are we sure that Richie was always Straight Edge? I mean, no, of course not. I don't. Okay, yeah, I've yeah, I, I, I I, never mean,
1: followed him. Uh, yeah, I don't. You know, I don't follow
2: okay. him into every room he's in. No, but same, same deal. Uh, it, it's like uh, if Ray Capo wants to X up, um, go for it. Uh, I would be willing to bet that that man has drank no beers in maybe (laughs) like i I, i'm very curious like the big story like when i first read this i was thinking this is someone like dissecting 1989 we're not in this alone like youth of today's last tour photos and it being like oh remember that story because when they were in europe on break down the walls he drank wine in italy no, but I think
0: they meant like when they played with no, like.
2: No, you're totally right. That is exactly right. what they meant. Um Yeah. I don't know. Uh I would love. Do you think there are 20-year-olds who are really really he- could get heated about this because if I was 20, I if this was 1999 and I'm 18 or 17, I could probably muster up some like real intense emotions on this, but I just can't right now.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it
0: would be hard to, you know, to. My thing is like the nineteen twenty year olds of today. Yeah, are not the same as the nineteen to twenty year olds of our time.
2: No, 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 definitely not. Sure.
0: Like you know, we were talking about like ten yard fight having like the diss song on like on Civ yeah, or on better than a thousand. Thing, yeah, oh, but like. Blah, 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 like no one's doing that now. No, no one's like offended by the you know these other motherfuckers anymore. They may beef right. amongst each other, but they're not like you know you let me down hardcore hero thing.
2: You know. Well, and that's so so <clears throat> that uh, I talked about getting meta on ten yard fight. Um, I'll do it right now. Why not? Fuck it. Um, to me, when it came to it, it was like all right, minor threat bands like seven seconds uniform choice kind of put that the whole straight edge thing and like these ideas of the way to be and the way to act and the way to live especially on that side of things in the air and then there were bands like youth of today and chain of strength and gorilla biscuits and all the rev stuff bold who <laughs> catalyzed that judge who catalyzed it into like a thing where it's like hey this is a thing this is to be straight edge, you have to be these things. These are important I and mean, you should do this and that and this and that. And then the early nineties thing was kind of like <clears throat> the stretch out of that, like, hey, that that group who catalyzed this, that was our heroes. And we're we're the new wave. And we're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna be the torchbearers. And then by the mid-90s, with with a band like Ten Yard Fight, and then with the like late 90s stuff, floor punch in my eyes. Was the uh, where where the previous generation had been torchbearers? These were the guys who were reactionary and saying, "Yo, that previous generation was full of shit. We're the real deal, um, and we're not going to bullshit around." Now, <laughs> that's the naivete of a seventeen-year-old philosophy, um, because it's just. Yeah, it's, it, it it doesn't feel that way in 2020. I don't see bands who are taking it that, that kind of energy, like even the militancy of like earth crisis, you could tie that in same kind of thing with, with, with bands like 10 yard fight. Um, they, there was a stronger line to it. Strife too. Sure. You know? Um, and I don't see that. Um, and I don't, I won't say that's good or bad. It's just very different, and I, I don't really feel a way other than to say that it it is very different right now. Mm. <laughs> you don't got anything else on that, Pat?
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, fuck it. If uh, well, look, I don't know anybody's fucking deal. I don't know anybody's deal. Uh, I know that if I'm if I'm that's in a, a little drunk band, right now. No, I just I know if I'm in a straight edge band at age 55, uh, I'm gonna X up, and uh, somebody on the internet can suck my dick about it. Uh, I think Xing up is fun. If you're in a straight edge band, particularly, that's just dope. Who gives a shit?
0: Ah, uh, what was it? You X up at a show?
1: Oh, it's been a long time. It's been a long time because because for my bands, it's not appropriate for either of my bands. You know what I mean? Uh, if I was in a straight edge band, I would be doing it with my fucking gray hair and be, the kids would be making fun of me on the online right now. But, uh, <laughs> for, 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 my bands, it's like, not like, you know, that there's plenty of straight, but, but it's not our vibe.
2: Okay. So Tom first, then Pat, and then I'll give, what do, uh, what's your X look like on your hand? What kind of an X are you drawing Tom? Um, I'm going fat X's
0: usually need someone else to help me do them.
2: Do you do fat X like outline and then fill in or just a couple of oh, lines? That's like, crazy. Crazy?
0: I go a couple lines.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you do the, fa- the fill in, I think it's almost like you better have the big pants and like, yeah. uh, like Adidas with the three stripes, like to complete the look, you, you better be aware in a windbreaker for the whole thing. Uh, yeah, at your your i
1: I'm a slender X man. Uh, I don't give me don't give me a sharpie, but uh, I'm a slender X guy. Uh,
2: yeah, you, you, you got to use a Magnum marker, but I'll usually go pretty thin. Um, yeah, you give, gotta, me the, give me the. Chisel you got to make. Sure. You know what you got to do if you're trying to draw a good X. You got to make your fist before you draw it on. If you have your fingers out, that X could look really weird. However, yep, give it a couple looks. You got to make sure that thing looks tight. If it looks bad, you're gonna be going to be disappointed in those photos later, folks. In Fact. <clears throat> okay. This is interesting. There was two questions here. Um, why do some older dudes like to romanticize the old violent aspects of hardcore? I don't think that's an age thing.
0: No, I don't think that's an age thing at all. They know the stories, and they'll kind of be like, gather around the learning tree, and let me tell you about blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, why do old New Yorkers wish, like, all these kids from NYU, I wish they would still get their fucking, their Sony Walkman stolen from, like it's the same thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and look, like we dance that line to varying degrees. Uh, Bob, you are uh, a, a bit more adamant uh, because it, you, you, and I think you're, I don't think you're wrong. You, you uh, suppose that too much, uh, too much lingering on these things, uh, it puts a, sh- a positive shine on them no matter how how much people just say they want to be talking about it and it's not well, positive or negative. Well,
2: or and, and yeah, like like here's the deal. Who doesn't like the story of the chromags and sheer terror and the cinder block through the window? And not a living human. The proceeding. And who doesn't like some of this lore? And that lore ages and changes.
0: Um, right. And think about it. Like – I mean, I could say from my own personal experience, I have seen some insane shit. Yes. That yeah. I could like tell a fucking pedestrian and it'd be like, wait, what what? Hundred percent. So I mean I don't think it's necessarily romanticizing it, but we put ourselves in places with psychopaths and felons that it didn't in like, it. it just kind of engenders like a certain sort of like, you're going to see some shit.
2: Yeah. And, so and so
0: uh, I, I think a great, they make for great stories sometimes. You're like, and then this fucking guy came over and fucking broke a, br- a brick over his head. Nothing happened. Like it's, you know, it's, and,
2: and the hard part is because yeah, the stories are all good. They're, they're all interesting. And you know, like, you know, there's people who write books literally on these stories at this point. Um, and that's cool. That's fine. But the problem is when the wrong person, Um, And I won't belittle IQs here, but the wrong person gets the wrong idea and thinks that, Oh, that's the way I got to be. That's the way I want to be. That's the way I should be. That's the way I have to be, to be involved in this. And that's where the wires get crossed because, because it's the difference between good stories and then people believing like they got to bring it to life. Like no one's watching game of Thrones and decide to go get a long sword and start chopping heads. But I've heard stories <clears> of, <throat> of hardcore kids who all of a sudden are getting bricks, you know? Yeah. It's and, sort of, right. and so, so just, uh, uh, use your hat. You gotta, you gotta keep that shit right. Um, I'm looking at the Easter eggs for tomorrow. Cool. Look good. Um, are people mad about PC? You you're working on Easter eggs for tomorrow. Amanda just brought in, um, Easter oh she loves Easter loves Easter um, so happy Easter people who care about that I don't care about it other than I love egg hunts I love them wow I think it's so cool if, if you like had egg the single cool very cool uh, I gotta ask yeah, sure. Sean from Sunstrokes like this is good lore. He's like do you think the story of them putting that out so that they could put uniform choice on blast for ripping that off do you know about this? Happen? No. So the egg hunt single, one of the songs on there has some lyrics that uniform choice basically lifted, uh, and used on scream for change, uh, on the album. I can't remember what song, but, uh, but the rumor, the lore was that discord released the egg hunt single. That was, you know, it was just a couple songs that circulated via cassette to friends and well-wishers, um, until they did that way after the fact. But it was kind of like a, hey. Like we got you. Yeah, hey. Yeah, that was a particularly clever line, but it came from over here.
0: Mm. Oh, that's pretty funny. Now, Mouthpiece apparently
2: used to open. With impact. Yeah,
0: before it was on
2: anything, right? 100%. Yeah, they used to use that as an intro. Um, Mm. And it was sort of a a wink and nod. Like it wasn't like they were trying to pitch it off as their own. As their own. Right. They never recorded it or anything, but it was like, hey, we're doing this. We're doing the Chain of Strength intro because that's what it was. It never had lyrics, but they used uh-huh. to play it live. So it was like – it was Got essentially covering the intro. Um, Sorry. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, egg hunts. Shout out egg hunts. Are people mad about PC culture or are they just salty? They can't be offensive anymore. So let me say it again. Are people mad about PC culture or are they just – Salty, they can't be offensive anymore.
1: Can I Can oh. I jump on this one?
2: See you later. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. Can I get in on this, guys? Uh, anyway, there we go.
1: The, those two things aren't mutually exclusive. I'm mad about both.
2: Yeah, I think it could be both. I have a question for you guys that was came up in my conversation with Mike Lawson and Mick Anders today. Do you... Uh, Mike was... <laughs> Mike was knee deep in a back to back uh, feature of watching The Birdcage. And then, okay, uh, yeah. what is it? Uh, here's to you, Wong Fu.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, uh, so long.
2: Yeah, right. To Wong Fu. Yeah. To Wong Fu, right. Um, Thanks to everything, Julie Yeah. And we were discussing it, and it was like, mm, some of the Wong Fu movie might not might not roll. Easily in 2020, and I came to the question Do you think they could make Mrs. Doubtfire or release it as is in 2020?
1: Thought about this last night.
2: (laughs) Thought about this last night. You on the wavelength, my man.
1: Weird that we're on this vibe. (laughs) This crossed my mind last night. Um, no, I do not.
0: You know what else couldn't be made in 2020? What's that? Soul
1: Man, white, white. Oh, Soul Man, White Chick, sure, sure. yeah. Um, oh, I mean... What yeah, else? Uh,
2: like but, like, here's the thing. Mrs. Doubtfire. <clears throat> I think that's a movie that a lot of, like, sub-third-grade-age children have seen. Uh, and I think... You guys think that's a funny movie? I haven't
0: seen it in forever. Uh,
2: it
1: R- Robin Williams is not that funny to me.
2: Wow! Well, outside of this room, apparently, but... Hot takes. Yeah, that's a hot one. That's spicier than any question we got, except for a couple of those ones we had to bleep. Um that's a funny movie to me, but I get it.
0: <laughs> Inherently though.
2: That's the hard part. There's certain there's certain items of comedy that I can't think of like I haven't watched it in the last year, you know, or two years or maybe well, three years. Well, but I'm well, curious about it.
1: So uh, let me just let me offer something. Comedy doesn't age well. It's not supposed to, right? You, you know what I mean. Like that's not its purpose. You're not supposed to be laughing at Laurel and Hardy in 2020. You know what I mean it, it's uh, uh it, it's there for winners. it's it's there for a good time, not a long time. Like if you try introducing. Uh, like a 22 year old to something that you thought was hilarious when you were 22, it's not going to fly. Uh, they might appreciate it on some level, but like, I mean, look at scary movie Two. Mm-hmm. Scary movie yeah. Two is the height of comedy. It's the most brilliant thing I've ever seen in my life. And nobody under fucking 35 could, would even giggle. You know what I
2: mean? <laughs> so well, no, like, and you, you know, you think got, about you the movies too, though show, let's show a 22 year old, the jerk. Or sure. like uh, Caddyshack, there's yep. bits. There's some shit that they'll they'll roll with. Um, maybe this is our challenge: is uh, axe grind overtime challenge is named timeless timeless comedies.
0: Because like even like say like I mean we would, I was talking about this with a buddy the other day, uh, the Hangover. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. No, no. They say the F word within the first five minutes of the movie. Yes.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. Um, also, o- old school says, says the F word within the third line of the movie. Um, it, it, it's,
2: uh, and lots of humor yeah, but- that alludes to it in a way that's like, I don't know if that passes right now.
0: I mean, think about like, I mean, even for all right. I like I've watched Friends. I enjoy Friends. Mm. There are yeah. definitely jokes in there. Don't hold this against me, Pat. I can hear the derision in your. You heard voice. the judgment. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> this dude was a fuck. thinking this dude spent his Friday night. Like, I wonder if Mrs. Thatfire could happen in 2020. So fuck this. <laughs> guy. Um,
2: I just did it on a Saturday morning.
0: <laughs> um, but like, I think like even then there were jokes about like you know, pff, Chandler might be gay, and then him being like, "I'm not gay," and like that was like comedy right. for yeah. someone to be like, "No, no, not me." But, you know, like that was supposed to be funny. Not that there's
2: anything wrong with it. Yeah, exactly. I felt it too.
1: Comedy is comedy. I I hate saying supposed to, but comedy, uh, let's say supposed to, is supposed to reflect the anxieties of the time. And right. anybody that doesn't recognize that those change dramatically, and that it's often positive that they change, occasionally not good that they change. I'm always ver- a stickler on this. That uh, when we see progress as a purely linear, linear thing, we're making a mistake. Yes. But but uh, when uh, uh, you're sp- you're not supposed to share the anxieties of somebody in 1930. You're not supposed to share the anxieties of so- these things are not timeless. I, I I really don't think that there is such a thing as a timeless comedy, even if I think that there's, like you said, there's bits that people could definitely appreciate, you know, but, but, uh, it's, you know, I, I really think that we make a mistake. We're precious about things that aren't meant to be precious. The hangover is not meant to exist forever in the same format that we enjoyed it. It's supposed to like, and this is the thing for me with music. I'm guilty of this with music. I don't want disposable trash ass music. Uh, but then when you run into people that like are at a wedding and they're, and something comes on and they go, this is my jam and they're dancing into who let the dogs out or whatever the fuck you're like, Oh, you know what? <laughs> this, this brings this person joy because it reminds them of when they were 15. You
2: right. know what if I you, mean? If and- you purely connect to uh comedy or, or really media from a very specific time that you had no connection to no nostalgia, no, Reverence, no nothing that's okay but but know that there's you're you're vibing on a different wavelength you know what i mean and that's okay like it, it's yeah i mean it's not, fully
1: okay I, I i really like i love those crime movies from the 70s like i love them and and i could watch those all day but like yo that's before my birth you know what i mean like that's like i wasn't i i don't share like death wish the, the movie like I'd be lying if I said I shared any of those any of those anxieties. My family I was born I my family was in Albany way before my birth. You know what I mean? Yes. My mother right. my mother can share. My mother can watch Death Wish and go, "Oh yeah, I remember when uh, it was just normal to get assaulted on the train." You know what I mean? Right. Like she, and it's she, like
2: there's, there's the, that, the hyper specificity of something, but even like the idea of that is foreign to you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not even like a, oh, my version of that was, it's like, uh, you're going to have to stretch pretty hard to get there.
1: Right, but but I enjoy it, and some people like I, I've known uh, uh, women who are technically too young to enjoy, uh, technically too young to enjoy. They wouldn't be in the the demographic to enjoy Woody Allen movies, but they love them. I know sure. people that love uh, Harold and Maude, which uh, I think actually predate. It might be
2: that might Harold and Maude's uh, like sixty nine. I mean Harold and Maude's.
1: So, so, so I'm not here to tell anybody that they can't enjoy something from a certain era, but I, I'm just saying that if you are judging something on a, from a certain era and saying like, this isn't funny, it shouldn't be funny to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, like, it's not it, like, that's not the only measure here. It existed for the time that it existed for.
2: All right, Tom, we still got you. I'm still here. Okay, good, good, good. I
0: right, was just going to put my, put <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Understandable. <laughs> all right um
0: would you it is shocking though to see those things now like in today's lens it doesn't make it like i still like 40 year old virgin but there's that whole scene that it's like wow like this wasn't that long ago and you're like how do i know you're gay like that's
2: oh i mean tom this is a good one think about this think about the office there's there's like the first two or three seasons of that there's a an awful lot of slightly off color or full blown off color, like jokes about homosexuality, et cetera, et cetera. Yo, but I think that was there to make, to like reinforce Michael being an idiot. Agree. But, but it's still like this thing that I don't know if they would even put that in now. No, no, it's true. And like, and that's, unlike- that's that's still one of those shows that's on regular rotation for people who watch Netflix, you know? Right. And there's no
0: way to kind of, to edit that. Like, while. Bands that used to say that stuff in their lyrics in 1987, Mm -hmm. when they play those songs now, they have the chance to rectify
2: Oh, I mean, yeah, think about Paramore editing uh, uh, Misery Business, you know what I mean? Or, and I think they straight up don't play it now. Um,
0: yeah, like they change it because it's got like something about being a slut or
2: something. Uh, once a whore, you're nothing more. There you go. Um, which I I get it, man. You know, it's it's tough all right. Uh, moving forward, I don't like wrestling. Comics, anime, and collecting toys or whatever. M I A Normy.
1: Nah. nah, but but you, but I'd have to investigate further. You're at least on. Uh, you're at least on course.
2: Yeah, um, hmm. yeah, you're not. Explore fiction, my friend, is my 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 suggestion to you. Would you rather listen to any band on Toxic State or die from coronavirus? Sounds like someone's got a problem with Toxic State records. Um, I couldn't
0: even tell you who's on Toxic State. So.
2: Yeah, so that's that was the, my first reaction. So I looked it up. Um, toxic State actually released a lot of different stuff. Um, the Pinocchio 7-inch that uh, the EP we played, New York band, quite good. I actually really fucked with that record. If you haven't heard it, you should. Uh, they put out Crazy Spirit. They put out Lotion. That doesn't do anything for me.
0: No, I tried to like that, and I
2: didn't. They put out the Thriller 7-inch in 2007. That's no. not a thriller that I'm familiar with. Um, they put out Flesh Temple. They put out the Hank Wood and the Hammerheads, uh, a couple of their records. Um, yeah, I rather listening to that it didn't happen to Coronavirus? Be- yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Nah, I'll take the Corona. You like that Pinocchio band, actually. So
1: I know, um, but I just want to get this Corona thing over with so if people can shut yeah. the fuck up
2: oh uh, we, I got all right for the new generation of hardcore kids. Are bands like Judge, Gorilla Biscuits, and Madball relevant?
1: I'm going go strong. I'm going strong. Nope. Uh, but that doesn't mean I feel like that's how it should be, uh, and it doesn't sure. mean that that's how it'll stay. It, it, that'll it'll continue. I think that uh, you know, look, the fact that those bands have stayed visible enough. Is a detriment to those bands being loved by kids at the moment. Um, if those bands had, uh, were still disappeared, or in Madball's case, disappeared at all, uh, mm-hmm. there'd be kids that would be. To- Think about how fucking much allure Madball has. Like it's an endless mm-hmm. amount of fucking allure. And if they had stopped putting out records, uh, <clears throat> 10 years ago, the the kids that are always seeking out the influence to be like whatever cool influence they can dig up would be jocking Madball like insane people right now. Like it would be the the, the ball hugging would be extreme. Uh, But because Madball has continued to work the entire time. uh, And as as we've
2: pointed out on year and hardcore, like 2010 or something listens, still put out records that are very listenable.
1: Yeah, for sure. But, but, but that doesn't, you know, it's like sick of it all. It's like sick of it all is fucking, I, when I saw them two years ago or last year, whatever the fuck it was, uh, they were exceptionally good. They were so much better than a lot of young hardcore acts with that should have more energy than them. But, uh, but the fact is that like kids want things that are either mysterious and hidden and arcane and that they can claim for their own because they dug it up. Or they want something that is uh, of their era. You know what I mean, and that's that's just what it is.
2: Relevant is the keyword. Um, I'm going to have a hard time putting that on any of them. Uh, that doesn't mean that people don't love or appreciate them. Um, okay. Sure. Real question is: What is the appeal of three knee deep uh, heavy mosh oh. riffs, bro?
1: Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's yeah, hard and it's fun. current,
2: and these are young people too. You know, just to kind of go off that, this is a band that that people are feeling, and it's a new thing, and they can own it. And especially a band from Tampa. Name all the Tampa hardcore bands you can uh, that have done anything to the level of Three Knee Deep off the top of your head, and if you can't name ten, then all right.
0: I mean, they headlined a festival, so all
2: right. What's the full story with Isaac and Dwid? Um, you should listen to Diablo's Den podcast and, uh, ask, ask yes. over there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good story. Mm-hmm. How about bleeding through kill switch engage bands like that thoughts. Um, that's not a continuation of the question, separate one. So <laughs> do we want to give, <laughs> I don't, I don't want what's this full bad. story with Isaac and bleeding through Ezek and kill <laughs> switch engage bands like that. Um, bleeding through thoughts, uh, never We've been over never, it. Did for, yeah, to, never did a thing for me Tom, music-
1: Tom thinks they're cool enough dudes and have a couple riffs uh, I uh, I can't find anything redeeming about them uh, despite being adjacent to things that I do like and and like there should be something there for me to dig my teeth into just can't um killswitch engage I can't I literally can't make sense of that's just a different type of thing I'm not hateful of it I just don't get it
0: I fuck with both bands
2: Tom help me with this Yes it's cool Average kill switch engage fan, yeah. Are they more likely to like Hatebreed no or Lamb of God? Lamb of God, okay. That's For what sure. I
0: They're not hardcore adjacent. They're like straight up metalcore. Yeah. Like they're metal, metal, but they're like or like not what we consider metalcore.
2: Yeah, they're like metalcore from yeah, hardcore. yeah. yeah
0: I and mean, they're all hardcore kids. Yeah, and Mike Diggs and Overcast and Jesse's a hardcore kid, but like, yeah. yeah.
2: why are the Chromags so popularized? I understand the impact, but recordings were ass. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Patrick sent this from his his Finsta.
0: Finsta, Yes, it's me. Uh, Are you telling me you listen to the recording in 1986 of Age of Quarrel and you think that recording is ass? I don't know what to tell you.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not taking this position at all. I'm just trying to defend this kid if he's of a certain age where uh, and, and where anything that doesn't have a modern uh, recording is asked to this person. That's possible.
2: Very possible. I've heard people say that they can't listen to the bad brains because the recordings are too bad. Whoa. Whoa is right. Um, Why are they so popularized? You understand the impact. Okay. Um, To me, the recording for age of Quarrel, the album is just perfect for that style, for the style of music. Uh, I don't think their recordings after that, like Best Wishes, sounds really good to me. I don't really care about the recordings after that. But they all range from good enough to whatever. So that might be something for you. Um, There was a time when Chromag's lore was also really cool and not just annoying.
1: Yeah. And we've talked about that. We've talked about that tipping point. I'm the only person that still enjoys Chromex lore and I I don't enjoy Chromex. and I'm the only, I'm seriously, everybody is over it except for me where I'm like, I'm like, man, I wonder, I wonder how many times a day they think about each other. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm actually reflecting on it and other people just don't give a fuck anymore.
2: The, the, the wind in the air that I've been told is that the members of that band who have significant issues live within like five to 10 blocks of each other.
0: You go punch each other, man. Just get it over with.
2: I hope they, I hope they secretly grab coffee. Like this is much the way I brought up that Daryl Jennifer alternate reality where you guys had like this rollicking good time, shared root beers and like had a, a stealth V indecision pinball tournament. Um, you think J.J. and Harley just like J.J. And, and like, it's like it's sort of like he's got a secret. It's like they have each other in their phone under I know a pseudonym. Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. Like, and it yeah, it's, it's, the,
1: it's the end of the Rocky movie where uh, Apollo and, and uh, Rocky are joking about, you know, I uh, you know, I, I, I could have taken you. And, and then they box in secret just the two of them.
2: Oh,
0: that's that's such a good moment. Is that when they wear the cups outside their pants? (laughs) That's not right. (laughs) They wear the cups outside their their shorts.
2: Superman style. Um, I think, to me, it's this. Uh, Harley, leaving the gym one day, opens his phone, goes to his contacts, scrolls down, scrolls down, scrolls down. Todd Hyman. Todd (laughs) Hyman. Hyman. Shoots a text over. Jay. I'm free tonight. What you doing? John Joseph opens his phone.
0: Filming hospitals. Show that they're out. Sorry.
2: Phil (laughs) Wisluski pops in his text and he goes, oh, me too. Want to hit the spot? They go to that one of those weird little diners on the east side or no, on the west side way over and chill and just kick it. Talk normal shit and yeah like if we want to have the like yo gym's open cool race you there boom and scene <laughs> fun music there we go um it's all been a put on all kayfabe love it oh okay here's some fucking ooh, wow heat why is heat breed so incredibly overrated monster energy hat and bandana hardcore ass band
1: Okay. Look, wow. this person's just. I'm not. Stop. We're not validating this. This person is just trying to get a rise. Here's the deal. Uh, Hate breed is 100 percent that. I don't give a fuck. That's true. Uh, but they also put out. I would say 1.5 of the best hardcore records of all time. So what are you gonna Wait, do?
2: I don't think that, but they're not overrated. They are very popular, and uh, I
0: mean they've they've pivoted into
2: the Monster Energy
0: drink crowd. But those you can't really fuck with um under the knife um, satisfaction and perseverance are all pretty good.
2: perseverance keep cashing them checks mm. uh freddie madball has a rap album and it's not embarrassing any idea what the story is there no i don't i don't know anything yeah, about yeah. it but, it, but no they're way. saying it's not embarrassing
0: i uh, know it's good i actually want to go see them go see him
2: sick um listening party coming yeah. soon
0: at mini factory it was good
2: we only got this question once and I was so ready for it to come in like 14 times. What are your opinions on hardcore crews? Do they serve a purpose in today's scene? Well, uh,
1: opinion is shrug and answer is right, no
2: is broken. I can't. Oh yeah. It's, hold on. We got, we lost Tom on this one. Uh, Patrick's answer is the same as mine. Um, Hey Tom, did we catch you back?
0: <laughs> okay, oh, I didn't catch that question. What, what was that hate breed? nah great.
2: Okay, yeah, I think it just will just uh, never. Talk about
1: the World Health Organization guy answering about uh, Taiwan. You know, <laughs> he's
2: like, "What? Oh, how what? fucked up was that video? Oh my god! It's it,
1: for anybody that's in the sound of my voice who thinks that it is some racist conspiracy to say that the World Health Organization is in the pocket of the Chinese. Go watch the video. <laughs> it's very fucking telling.
2: Yo, really fucking crazy. Um, never dug into Agnostic Front or Youth of Today as a young person, and now I find it hard to fully get when revisiting. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, happens. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Without straight edge, veganism, and DIY, are we just juggalos? Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, that's fair. Pretty close. About the makeup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes with who knows bleeding through. I've seen black Anvil. When will ax to grind do a deep dive on Canadian HXC? Hell, not even a deep dive, but a passing. And I'm sure they were typing more. Um, I like come back. Yeah. You can
1: get a passing nod.
2: We've, we've talked about, um, fuck. We can do all the Chris Colohan bands. Yeah, We've talked about fucked up a lot more than a lot of people would want. Maybe, um, We've talked about Chris Correct. Callahan bands. We've talked about, you know, like check out the band Stepping Stone. To check out the band Mortality Rate. Uh, I think we've talked a little bit about the Vancouver scene of past. Go It Alone, great band. Um, check out Punitive Damage. Uh, Tom has told his Vancouver story many times. Um, yeah, um, we talked about the Sons of Ishmael, Hayseed Hardcore record. Have we talked about DOA? Um, I would. If you want me to talk about inepsi more, I will. If you want me to talk about the omegas more, I will. Um, I, think
1: talk- I think DOA. I think DOA is hard to talk about because there's not a ton of tracks. It, it's like I a, agree. It, it, like there's a reason that that of of the very early bands that all that uh, all of them deserve our respect. There's a reason why some of them get bou- bumped a lot more. In our headphones than others. And and, Doa uh,
2: Doa deserves some credit for the early DIY touring paths. Uh, I think even Black Flags sure. noted that. Um, and hardcore, and hardcore for sure. Um, yep. that's, that's, that's their biggest thing is that they named
0: the, the scene. Um, yeah, I there think, you go. yeah, I
2: think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, I love Career Suicide, and there's a lot of other stuff we could talk about. But when people do this, the when will you do a deep dive? It's like, just chill. Look for it. Give us some things to talk about more than when is this happening? Come on, don't. I'm not mad at you for that. I hope you, but but just listen a little more, and you'll probably hear what you're looking for. Um, why does anyone stand code orange? I recommended code orange to someone today.
1: Uh, I think
0: okay, that. Quite clear what you do.
1: Yeah. Uh, although I, I'm a total poser because I haven't listened to new records still, um, the, my next door neighbor the, told say.
2: me my next door neighbor, who's a grown man with children, told me that he uh, really likes Hatebreed, but also one of his favorite bands of all time is Nine Inch Nails, and I was like, oh, let check out this band, oh, Code yeah. Orange.
0: I have a band for you. Yeah. Literally, it's perfect. It's the perfect. Yeah. Here's what I'll answer. They
1: have a sensibility that's clearly defined. It's not for everybody, but obviously, if you have a sensibility, you are going to have fans. That's what it is.
2: Best Asian hardcore band. The Geeks. Um, Um, Faster. How fast? Yeah, they're pretty good. A lot of Japanese hardcore that's very good. Yeah, um, it's all
1: fast. It's all fast though until the, until oh, the summer of hate crowd.
2: Always you, have has you ever one checked Japanese. out Paintbox? No. Okay, they're not. It's it's still it's still fast, but it's really eclectic, and like at parts reminds me of more Italian stuff than Japanese. Um, I would recommend it if it's, if the all fast is too much, check out Paintbox.
0: So. We do we include envy in there?
2: Yeah, sure. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah, this is
0: yeah. good. Really include- and
1: and I, I was also going to give a shout out to. I know we've got listeners uh, in uh, Indonesia and places like that. Where oh, yeah, there is where there's like pretty, pretty vibrant screamo scenes. Uh, it's just not the style of music that like jumps out to me, so I I can't really big up anything necessarily. But but the. Uh, uh stuff i really like is few and far between uh because i think that the fast stuff doesn't naturally appeal to me and the uh the kind of summer of hate like thuggish beat downish sort of stuff uh isn't bad coming out of japan it just doesn't necessarily stand out uh to me any more than the german stuff or or any more than the midwest stuff right now so i i don't i don't have a ton
2: do you fuck with sand at all
1: I do. I, okay. I, I do. But I think they're that's like the top like probably, of the heap
2: of some of that stuff.
1: I was going to say that's probably on the, on the best of the, and I call that stuff summer of hate stuff, but obviously, you know, it's got a broader appeal than that, but that's, that's, that's always how I see that stuff in my head.
2: Yeah. Shout out from me also to, um, Nightmare. I love Nightmare and Disclose is a real fun record to put on with, anyone into hardcore it's, it's a test um i want to give a big shout out to one of our listeners vishal um who is in the band neck deep in filth neck deep in filth nepal hardcore that's cool really cool that's cool um and it's actually pretty damn good so i uh, want to include them on a listening party sooner rather than later but uh but yeah, neck deep in filth from Kathmandu, Nepal. Very cool. All
1: right, now now uh, this is an overtime that's now going into regular episode length. Can you can you that's close fine. us out on overtime? spicy? Yeah, triple overtime.
2: Yeah, that's okay. I mean, that's good. People, you know, people, people. We we. This is for the people. This is for the culture. You know. To um, to What's the real story behind Expires Demise? Um, dude did something bad. It was painted all over the internet and you can still find it cuz it's not that old and the band called it a day. Yeah. Um, there's You're two at the very that. top and I'm going to answer these two. We're going to do these two. All right. What would the reaction to a cha- to what would the reaction be to a champion reunion? Um, not good. <laughs> not good. Not good. Listen. I would I would bet all of the money that everyone on this call has against that happening with a original lineup yeah look yeah I just don't um, know if
0: there's, there's space for it in any um, in any kind of setting or any sort of lineup
2: yeah no I don't think so
0: Honestly. because like I feel like Singer obviously all that shit and then it's like nobody no one's listened to them since
1: uh, you never know. There's uh, there's always somebody. I mean, listening. The
0: program, so, yeah. I mean,
1: but, but, uh, here's what I'll say about all that shit. Uh, some of the bands that are quote unquote canceled, you're going to see back in the next couple of years, like uh, people that seem to know a thing or two tell me that uh, brand new is on short time now. Uh, but other bands are not going to do that, uh, regardless of how much somebody might want it or, or not. It's, uh, a <clears throat> Uh, Champion is one of those. Uh, uh, You're not going to see a reunion.
2: No. No. All right. Last one, guys. And it didn't come from Mike Lawson, but it certainly is non-core. X of five years currently shacking up with X best friend in the house we shopped for. Hell. Fuck.
0: Can I repeat that?
2: ex ex partner of five years currently shacking up with ex best friend in the house we shopped for dot 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 help question mark. Okay. I can help. Let's give it, let's give it real.
1: Okay. Um, your reality now is not your reality a year from now. Uh, A friend of mine, his girl cheated on him, uh, left him for the guy that she was cheating with and he attended their wedding. Uh, and the reason for that is because, uh, if, if your partner's happiness is important to you, uh, then over time you will get over your angry feelings. And if she is actually, or he is actually happy with this new person. And that's the thing that lasts. You're going to let go of all that anger because you're going to say, well, what can you say? Obviously true love. You know what I mean? So you're going to get over it. However, if they're together for fucking six weeks and it was just a fuck a thon uh, at your expense, then you're going to probably punch this dude in the nose when you see him on the street. Uh, to that end, I suggest uh, doing burpees every day, uh, working on your, uh, on your hands and, and putting up some real weight.
2: When you said burpees, I thought you meant kugels, but that's cool. Um, do some kegels. Kegels. There we go. Um, Tom, do you have any advice on this one? Nothing legal. Uh, my advice, I, th- I like everything that's be- been said, including Tom's. However, do you feel like you're in good shape? Are you interesting? Do you like yourself? Are you confident? You do, you, do you feel comfortable in your other aspects of life? If you don't work on those, uh, you will feel happier and you will find something better. Uh, suited for you. I don't. You know who knows if this was a better human, but work on that stuff. Enjoy yourself, and uh, this this too shall pass.
0: Fact. Or you know, had have, have sex on their porch. I
2: mean, I mean, I think idea. that might be part of it too. Perseverance. Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah but
1: don't cr- don't create fake accounts. Don't no. leave shit on anybody's. Don't leave shit on anybody's step. Uh, if if don't wait for him to leave There's his house. And his house. Him. Um, just, no. uh, just, you know what? I, th- I personally think it's totally okay to throw a punch when you see somebody that is l- put you in that state of mind. I don't think I've been schooled on this. It's not good to perseverate or stalk them. So, so just keep it out of your mind. And if you see that person, you see that person.
2: That's all I, there is. I was, uh, with a younger friend who, had been in a relationship and uh, it had recently ended, but they, he was still following them on social media, sees them with someone else. And uh, that threw this person into a tailspin sucked, took a lot of energy out of them. And I felt um, remiss in my abilities to communicate it because my only thing to say was, Hey, full disconnect. You got to shut that off. You can't, you can't. Nope. Yeah, exactly. You can't sit in there. It's just not good for you. It's not going to let you move forward. That stuff, everything mentioned here, super ugly. But life goes on. Yeah, man. Make it make your story not not involve theirs because theirs doesn't involve you.
1: And but it's also it's also okay, that, like. People that avoid the shit at all costs, you got to just work through it. You're going to be unhappy. You're just going to be unhappy for fucking a couple months. It's going to be like breaking your leg. You break your leg. You can't walk for a couple months. you fucking your girl. Fuck some fucking friend of yours. You're going to be unhappy for a couple months. It, it is what it is, but you just can't in the same way that if you break your leg, you can't hobble around for the remainder of your life. You know what I mean? Like same thing here. Like, you know, you yeah. Know if
0: saying? he's a hardcore kid or whatever, just make him feel uncomfortable to the show. That's there I, you go. Do. There you go. Um, and this w- he, he, Pat's trying to take the high road. This is where he takes the high road <laughs> of all things. When yeah. feelings are involved, everything else is like, so what? You can say fucking dirty words in the '80s. So what? They said the f bomb. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. understand. It's not. It's comedy. You don't get it. Like he's fucking Henny Youngman over here. <laughs> Pat's when it
2: comes, with to, like, the feelings don't get hurt. Man. They get murdered. Yeah, exactly.
0: You know what I mean? Like, and then hit with him, he's like, just move on, man. Just you know, <laughs> burn from fucking sage, and just you know. <laughs> like, no, fuck that. Make that dude feel man uncomfortable because if he did you dirty, he should feel uncomfortable.
2: And this is hardcore. I, love I mean, I Thanks have for joining s- us. I have said Ill- well, okay. All right, goodbye, everybody.